0: You're listening to the big show with Rusick and Rose. And now drops and Page shoots. Trickling puck Nordstrom reaches out with his left leg and kicks it away from net. That was going in. In tight, Hubert trying to go back into forehand. They score. On the official home of your Calgary Flames.
1: The Flames win it! Yeah! Baby! Sportsnet 960, The Fan.
2: Good morning. Thursday. It's the big show with Russick and Rose live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Flames game day. Toronto's in town. Got a busy show for you as we usually do. The buds. Yeah. The blue and white who were smoked last night by uh, McJesus and the Oilers. Yeah, he put on a bit of a show. He's only scored multiple goals in five straight games. Is that good? (laughs) Yeah, it hasn't been done in like a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. So I would say, yeah, probably good.
0: It's been over a century.
2: Look out, Joe Malone. Yeah. <laughs> I like those old timey. The names. Yeah. I, I, I wish they go back in hockey where they weren't allowed to pass forward. It had to be all backwards passes. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> good times back in the day.
0: Get rid of the two line pass.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Slower down. Um, I've been a, I've been a, Proponent of getting word of offside, but we don't have to get into that. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's. You that's just turn true. it off on an HL. Yeah. <laughs> a lot more fun. A lot more fun. Yeah. A lot more open scoring. <laughs> no. You're not going to. Do- okay. No. We're not, not going to get <laughs> into <laughs> that conversation. No.
0: We don't have time. No. no we don't have time because
2: <laughs> we got a busy show today. Very busy show today.
0: Taking off sides out of the game.
2: <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. we They absolutely can. Um, We got a busy show. It is a big show, Russick and Rose. So um, Frank Cervalli going to join us at the top of the next hour. NHL Daily Faceoff. Dive into some NHL rumors and such. We're going to be running up and down stairs all day. Yeah. Um, Rick Ball, the Voice of the Flames at 8 o'clock for Sportsnet. Nick Kiprios from Real Kipper and Born at 8.30. Uh-huh. Talk about those Leafs who are in town. And Kipper's really dialed in on what's going on. Talk some more rumors with Nick Kiprios. Also, at the bottom of this hour... We tried this earlier on a few months ago, and there was some technical glitch that made it crash and burn. It sunk like the Titanic. But we're going to do a crossover with our pals in Toronto. So you're going to hear all of us simultaneously. They're going to hear our show in Toronto. You're going to hear their show here in Calgary. So we're going to be on together at once at 6.30. Simulcast. Yeah. Vancouver, you're not invited. No, who, who wants Vancouver on <laughs> I think anyway. they're still sleeping. Yeah, they are still sleeping. It's 5, 5.03 in Vancouver. Um, text line uh, wide open today. Um, obviously, uh, the Leafs are in town, and we're giving away another pair of tickets for the Cowboys' fifth annual wing-off in support of Calgary Kidsport, which goes a week tonight. Um, the Leafs are in town, so we wanted to ask you at 960-960 name and location. Outside of the Oilers, of course, mm-hmm. with the Leafs in town, mm-hmm. who's the team you hate the most and why? Outside of the Oilers, mm-hmm. who's the team you hate the most and why? Nine sixty, nine sixty, name and location. Does it
0: have to be an NHL
2: team? Yes.
0: Yes. Okay.
2: Which other NHL team do you hate the most? Outside of the Edmonton Oilers, nine sixty, nine sixty, name and location, and the why and um. The, the morning show in Toronto has tried to stoke some sort of anger with us. Like, they've given out our text line. You use the word try very loosely. Yeah, they tried. There's only been, like, a handful of texts disparaging the city of Calgary and mm-hmm. us. Most of them disparage the Leafs, frankly. Yeah, so- and, yeah, and they were crushing the Leafs. Why is Justin <laughs> Hall still on this team? But, again, um, we're going to do a crossover. So, when you hear it at 6.30, I'm, I'm giving you guys plenty of heads up. On what's going on. It won't be us off the top. It won't be us off the top, but you will definitely hear Maddie Rose and I talking to Ailish and Justin from Toronto. I'm looking forward to it. So we can talk a little junk. Yeah, we're going to talk a little smack. Like, I wish the Flames were in a playoff spot so we could talk a little more smack. Yeah, 100%. But at the same time, if the Flames get in, I still like their chances getting to the second round better than Toronto's. And we'll talk about that coming up at 630. But we got to do the Rose report earlier here because we're doing the crossover. No. And uh, we got the best segment in Canadian radio coming up later on in the show, too, at around 7.30. I think we'll give away the tickets at 7.30, too. Uh, Alex Brody, Brody on the beat. Um, what what letter grade would you give today's edition of the best segment in Canadian radio?
1: I would give it a sol- solid A-. I mean, it's Woo. better than the Commanders.
2: <laughs> yeah, the <laughs> what Patrick is alluding to, the NFLPA did a survey of, like, everything that players have to deal with in every team. Commander scored really low, which isn't a surprise. Like, How do you get an F minus? Like, yeah. F is bad. Yeah, but an F-, F minus? Yeah, not good. So you're saying an A minus. All right, Alex. I, that's, that's pretty lofty expectations.
1: Yeah, I had a lot of fun with this one. It was an interesting question, and we get to it later because I know we got to get to the Rose Report, but All right. I'm excited for you guys.
2: Okay. Hooray. Uh, I'm excited to listen to it. And speaking of the Rose Report, oh, wow. let's get to it. It's brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast.
3: Marty
0: Rose.
2: Matt Rose. Matt Rose.
0: Adam Rose. Rose and bloom. Yeah, good morning friends. An early edition of your morning report. Flames and Leafs tonight at the Saddle Dome. You come into Toronto, you know what goes on. I won't say nothing more. (laughs) Won't say nothing more. (laughs) Ton of trades around the NHL. Interesting NFLPA survey we'll touch on briefly. Raps and Jays, plenty of local notes too, so let's get after it. Flames game day. Flames and Leafs at the Dome. You're going to want to be in your seats for this one as two of the highest scoring first period teams go head-to-head. The Leafs lead the league with 66 goals in period number one. Flames sit fourth with 62. You're also going to want to see that first shot. Jacob Markstrom has allowed a goal mm. on the first shot seven times this season. There is a netminder who's done it more. Sergey Bobrovsky, but he's been horrendous season. Yeah, he also makes a lot of money. Uh, Markstrom did come in and was real good against Dan Vladar in that Bruins game yesterday. The head coach suggesting it might be time for Markstrom to take this thing and uh, maybe get a little run going. You know, we've given up the second few shots in the NHL, so you should, really should we should have a better record. But that's that's past. You got to deal with it. You know, we need we need Marky to get to get hot. You know, he's. Uh, you know, he's such a great teammate and great guy. Now he's got to really put his foot on
2: it. You know what that tells me, George? What? Someone's listening to the show. And if I'm the Flames, enough with this win-in-your-in nonsense now. You got to ride this guy. Either you get us into the playoffs or you don't. If this team can play like that, and Jacob Markstrom doesn't even have to be Jacob Markstrom from last season... He just has to be average, Jacob Markstrom. Sure, this team will get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. Must have been listening. I, I, I don't know what to say. Like it's pretty much verbatim what I said <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> Giving up no shots, just need decent goaltending, and then the coach. Hey, Daryl. Good morning. Thanks for listening.
0: Appreciate you. Puck drop tonight,
2: seven o'clock. <laughs> Flames warm up. Obviously, at 6. he doesn't listen. I think.
1: he listen. You think so? He used to. In the summertime. He sure used to. Ride that
0: tractor he does. Yes, sir. Uh, Flames talk. (laughs) Flames talk goes. They come on the show, Daryl. See what's up. Anyway, go ahead. Uh, Let's get in the latest movement from Wednesday.
1: We have a trade to announce.
0: Lots of trades, actually. A couple things uh, to report. Start with the Vancouver Canucks. They acquired defenseman Philip Hironik from the Detroit Red Wings. Plus a fourth round pick in 2023. In return, the Red Wings received Vancouver's second round pick <laughs> in 2023, which is probably going to be top 40. Who are we kidding? As well as the first round pick that the Canucks got from the Islanders in the Bohorvat trade. That pick is top 12 protected this year, but is probably gonna be in that 12 to 20 spot. Haronik, 25 years old, right shot defenseman, former second rounder, lots of team control. He's got another year at 4.4 million before he's an RFA. Nine goals and 38 points on the season, which both tie career highs. Yeah, He played his 300th NHL game just a couple weeks back. I'm trying to sell this to Canucks fans, so I'm using this voice, but I know George did not like this deal.
2: You know what this deal reminds me of? It's like when Logan Gordon texted Alex Brody about trading (laughs) Travis Kelsey. Maybe ignore the text or ignore ignore the phone call. If Steve Eiserman is calling the Canucks... Maybe Patrick Alvine and the and, and that quote unquote brain trust, and I use that lightly, it like loosely in Vancouver, maybe don't answer the phone. <laughs> maybe like if Eiserman's to make that deal, you're like, huh, I wonder why Steve Eiserman's calling us to trade us Philip Horonic for what seems like a King's ransom in this year's <laughs> draft. Maybe you shouldn't pull the trigger if Steve Eiserman wants to do it. Like it must have been one of those things like in the movie Moneyball, when they kinda hit the hold and then like like Jonah Hill's, like like Clenching his fist, going, Yes, yeah. this is the trade we want to do. I like Rincon. Yep. Yeah, like <laughs> I love Rincone. You think, you think Eiserman must have been like, Okay, so this is what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to, you're going to give us a first round pick for Philip Ronick. And Alvin's like, Dude, Oh, that sounds great. Let's pull the trigger on this. Talk about head scratch. The Tanner Genot deal was something that was like, Oh, wow, that's a big price to play. And then we see what Chikrin went for, and you're like, the Heronic was a little more, yeah, their the price is st- a little steeper on Heronic than Jacob Chikrin. What are you doing, Vancouver? Because nobody knows what you're doing. Why on earth would you trade that pick? Islanders probably not going to make the playoffs. They might, but they're probably not going to make the playoffs. And it's probably
0: not going to be top 12, so you're going to probably get something within that 12 to 20 Which is range. Which exactly what you need if you're the Vancouver Canucks. Get another pick And Azureman's oh. like, Thanks, idiot. Yeah, it right, it's like, on. you know, you're hanging out with your buddies, making yeah. prank calls in high school. Yeah. You're like, guys, shut up, shut up, shut up. He's answering. Yeah.
2: Shut up, shut up!
0: Quit laughing,
2: guys. Uh, yeah. uh, can I speak to Dan Druff? <laughs> <laughs> The Red Wings also <laughs> re-signed their captain. Dylan Larkin gets an eight-year extension.
0: We're $69.6 million. Dollars. It's $8.7 million. Dollars per, uh, 57 points in 59 games. He leads all Red Wings. He's on pace for a new career high in points. Another 30-goal season. He's going to turn 27 July 30th. Full no trade for the first five years. 10-team trade list for the ages 32 through 34 seasons. He's
2: younger than I thought. And he's he, he hasn't played his hockey outside of Michigan. No, his entire life he's like, "Yep, I'm not nope. leaving this state. Uh, I love it I'm, here, and I like the deal. Sure, eight point seven, number one, center. reasonable.
0: Yep, pretty good down the middle when and, you go and, and they and anticipate
2: call. to be good in like two, three years from now, really good. So, solid deal for the Red Wings and Steve Eiserman. Coyotes moved uh, both their defensemen. Train me right f- oh. now. Well, uh,
0: yesterday during our uh, final break of the show, uh, George, you looked over at me and you said, "Do you remember what you said?" About Jacob Chikrin? Yeah, during our final break of the show. It was off air. Oh, no, I don't remember what he I said. He said, I'm so f- tired of hearing about Jacob Chikrin. Yes. I think the censor was supposed to be longer there. But right. nevertheless, mm-hmm. uh, he gets dealt. He goes to the Ottawa Senators. In return, there is uh, three picks going back to the Ottawa Senators. I didn't fill this in on my notes, so give me
2: just one back to the Phoenix here. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, excuse me.
0: A first-round pick, a second-round pick, a second-round pick go to Arizona for Jacob Chikrin. Uh, that one of those second-rounders can turn into a first-rounder as well. There's a whole bunch of conditions. Yeah, but and the stuff first is it.
2: also lottery protected. Yeah, and then it would jump to a first next year. An unprotected 2024 first. Yeah. How much? like If you're the Senators and Pierre Dorian, I think this is a really solid move. They've needed. They desperately need help on the blue line. He, apparently, he's excited to play in Ottawa. I like this deal for the Senators. I really do. And at least it shows their team. Even I, I doubt they make it into the playoffs. But with that win over the, the back-to-back wins over the Red Wings, they're clearly in in the thick of things in the playoff race. I just like the move for Ottawa. It, it's a good feel-good move for the Senators and their fans and their players. And, and f- the Coyotes are just a disaster. He so. fits the mold. And listen, the Coyotes were trying
0: to get Ridley Gregg or Mad Sogard in that deal. And Ottawa held fast. And they held fast. And eventually the Coyotes did budge on their price. And now you get your guy. And Jacob Chikrin is in here. And that's just that's just good business. And, and, so and, good
2: for Pierre Dorian. And the key to the deal was uh, the Coyotes didn't have to retain any salary. Yeah, 100%. That's the key to the deal.
0: Uh, both both Chikrin and Chabot shoot left-handed. Although Chikrin has played like the right how hand. I like call him Chabot. Chabot. I like Julian McKenzie there. Yeah. Thomas Chabot. Danny Gilbert. Yeah. Jacob Pelletier. Okay. Yann Tatin Uberto. Yeah. Pretty good. Anyways, uh, the Coyotes also moved Shane Gostasbearer.
3: I have two trades to I have. That's good.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes for a third rounder in 2026. None of that $4.5 million cap hit retained in the deal either. The Avalanche get their middle sixth center and Lars Eller actually played yesterday. Just under a third of Eller's salary retained by Washington to get him in at just over $2.4 million. The a- Capitals get a second round pick in 2025 in return. And the Nashville Predators traded Michael Granlund to the Pittsburgh Penguins for a second round pick in 2023. I saw this deal getting torched online. Kind of liked it. Um... Kind of liked it. Michael Granlund is a pain in the ass to play against. And he can play anywhere in your lineup. We talked about him as being one of those guys that can be in your top power play,
2: your top penalty kill, and your top line. And heading into yesterday, Mm -hmm. um, there's only two teams who haven't made a trade during the season. Mm -hmm. The Pittsburgh Penguins and the Calgary Flames. And now one team stands alone who has yet to make one single trade during the regular season. Your Calgary Flames. Anybody else? Six games yesterday, including the Flames' opponent tonight. The
0: Leafs were in Edmonton to battle the Oilers. Matthews versus McDavid for the 15th time. Leafs 10-2-2 in the previous 14 meetings, despite McDavid outscoring Matthews 19 points to 13. And in this one, 97 got the jump on 34.
2: Toronto giving a second chance. Giordano up through center. Here's Costa Drop pass for McDavid. Bidding for the go-ahead goal. Shooting, scoring! Connor McDavid, 52! becomes the third player in a century with five consecutive multi-goal games is that good <laughs> is it yeah. i don't know you tell me he just carved the leafs blue line yesterday oh
0: my goodness. no chance like i i saw that first goal on replay and yeah. as soon as mark giordano passed that puck in the neutral zone and it gets bobbled once yeah. you're like oh that's in the back of your net Cause now you're now you're flat-footed and 97's coming yeah. at you like a bull. God and bless Gio.
2: <laughs> God bless. He's thirty-nine. He's, <laughs> he got yeah. he got out of this state this province for a reason. <laughs> yeah, not not the best matchup for the Leafs in that situation. But again, I, I don't know how you bet against him to score another multi-goal game. Who do they play next? Well, it's the Jets on Saturday. Okay, well <laughs> he's got a good chance. I don't care who he's playing. It wouldn't matter who he's playing next. That's one of the Vesna caliber goaltenders this season, and
0: he could very much do it. He had three points in the first period. 21st time in his career he's done that since 92-93. Only seven players have recorded as many three-point periods. You're talking about Yager, Lemieux, Crosby, Solani, Korea, Ovechkin, and Patty Kane. Okay. As it relates to the Western playoff picture, how about a heavyweight tilt between Vegas and Carolina? Two goals for Jack Eichel. The Knights snuck out a 3 2 win at home. The Central Division leading stars were hosting the Coyotes. Great performance from one of the Dallas Vets. Returning might have an option to pull his goaltender, but here, shorthanded, it's Foxa delaying, shoots, and scored! Sagan found the puck on the goal line and poked it across. That's a big one. For the Stars, third point of the game for Tyler Sagan as he gets the shorthanded goal. Third point of the game in a 4-2 win. They're now top of their division once again. Avalon's trying to continue their chase of those Stars. Yesterday, a game against the Devils in Denver. Jersey's been a fun story all season long, and one of the reasons is young Dawson Mercer.
1: Tatar gains the zone, drops it off for Graves. He's
0: in deep. Graves with it along the goal line. Skates behind the net. Floats one through the greets, and they score! Dawson Mercer takes the pass from Ryan Graves, and
1: the Devils lead 6-4. to four.
0: They would win the game 7-5. to five. As Dawson Mercer scored the game winner, uh, he's got a seven-game goal streak going, which ties McDavid, Caprizov and Dreisaitl for the longest goal streaks this season. Uh, just one goal in most of those games, though. One game back from tying the franchise record set by Paul Gardner when they were still the Rockies. Oof. They earned their 40th win in their 60th game, that is a franchise record for uh, lowest amount of games played to get to 40 wins. Congrats to the Devils. Um, do you question their goaltending heading into the playoffs? Though? It's the only thing I question about them, but I also think that their blue line is long and tough enough that probably not a problem.
2: Also, real quick, I know um, a lot of people rip on uh, unrestricted free agent signings and you can't build your team that way. And it's it's. Can you think of a a better signing than Dougie Hamilton in New Jersey? I think it's one of the most under the radar. And it was a big deal when it happened in the summer. Don't get me wrong. But Mm. I don't think we're talking enough about what Dougie Hamilton has meant to that blue line in New Jersey. Because he's been fantastic this season.
0: The thing about Dougie is he was one of those uh, rare opportunities to get a player who's literally in his prime and sign him as a free agent, right? Like, what was he? He was 28 at the time 27 28 at the time like when we're talking about free agents overspending it's usually like what james neal at 32 right that type of thing where they're three or four more years down the road um but yeah he has been exactly
2: what they needed in new jersey and if they're having the norris trophy conversation he'll get nominated for it this year i think he's got to be in it like there's i don't
0: know the norris is an interesting one this year and frankly we don't have time for it
2: but well him and carlson are definitely getting nominated Eric Carlson? Yeah. yeah, you know how much I love that because I know I love how but, much he plays but, defense. But it's a who scores the most points award now. That's essentially what it is. Which makes me angry. Okay. It should be Kale McCarr that still wins it. I don't even care.
0: Rangers and Flyers. This one went to overtime.
2: Played by Heedle, to Tarasenko. Between the circles, Tarasenko fires and scores! Vladimir Tarasenko, his third goal as a Ranger, lights the lamp for the blue shirts.
0: Scores the OT winner. First game winner this season for Tarasenko. He's got 11 career overtime goals. That's the most amongst all active players on the Rangers roster. Who would be second? All active players on the Rangers roster. Vladimir Tarasenko, 11 overtime winners. Who would be second? Mika Zabinajad. No, it's Patrick Kane. Oh, well. Gotcha with the trick question there. Yeah. Tom Wilson scored twice. Had a Tom fight. Wilson. From North Toronto Arena. <laughs> Capitals beat the Ducks by a 3-2 Tom score. Wilson. <laughs> Ten games today, including the Leafs and the Flames. Other Canadian teams include the Canucks. They host the Wild at 8. So some playoff implications there with the Minnesota Wild. Same deal as the Canadiens visit the Kings. That goes at 8.30. Senators look for another victory. They're in the Big Apple to battle the Rangers. Patrick Kane going to make his Broadway debut in this one. Other to action to keep an eye on, the Kraken visit the Red Wings at 5. Stars and Blackhawks at 6.30. Predators take on the Panthers down in Florida, so that's a 5 p.m. start. Buffalo visits the Bruins, while the Penguins visit the Lightning. Three points separating Pittsburgh and Buffalo, with Pittsburgh in the final wildcard spot out east. You also have the Blues and the Sharks. That one at 8.30 from San Jose. Jays and Orioles played spring training action. UC Kikuchi started for Toronto. Another tidy two innings pitch. Evil Yusei Kikuchi with that beard. <laughs> Bizarro. Faced seven batters, struck out two, walked one, didn't get dinged for any hits, and ultimately, runs as the Jays took a two to one victory.
2: They got the Pirates today. First pitch just after eleven. Once again, uh, real quick, uh, we're clueless about Carlson. Do a little homework. I've watched Carlson a ton. He's great offensively. He's a total liability in his own end. And it's not even close. Yeah, like it's it's maybe watch some Carlson. It's not good. Yeah, uh,
0: as far as and have
2: watched him play the Flames. Yeah, I've yeah, yeah. <laughs> that back to back games. Yeah, he's he's dangerous offensively. Yeah, he's
0: magical to watch. Yeah, no question. You you watch him in his own zone, and you're like, this guy cannot play against top players in the league. Yeah. And he's going to probably win the Norris. All right, go ahead. Uh, Fascinating NFL PA survey yesterday. They had uh, a survey with seven different kind of uh, categories. Treatment of families, nutrition, weight room, strength staff, training room, training staff, and locker room. They all had to fill it out. Mm -hmm. And uh, there were some interesting results. Treatment of families coming to light like the Dallas Cowboys. They received an A+. But there was also multiple teams that received an F, like the Cardinals, Bengals, Jaguars, and the Washington Commanders. Or Nutrition, for instance. The Cowboys, once again, got an A. The only place they got a B was their training room. You look down at the Fs. Oh, there's three teams with F minuses. The Cardinals and the Bengals, once again, hanging about. An interesting survey. You can find it on Twitter or you can find it on the NFLPA's website uh, if you're interested in that type of thing. Seeing how your favorite team treats their players. I can't believe some teams charge the players for meals. Yep, some teams do. Like, it was surprising to see the Bengals don't buy supplements. Oh, or... th- that's not
2: surprising because they've been cheapskate owners for years and years <laughs> and years. But I mean, like what? You, William you go... Bidwell, man. Like, <laughs> they've owned that franchise since the entirety. they got to pay for their own lunch. Like, I, <laughs> I don't get it. Or Michael Bidwell. Sorry. Yeah, Michael Bidwell. Yeah, flying around in his in his private bird. In his yeah. big, And he's a pilot. And it's like, oh, by the way, uh, Kyler, that's $5 for that hamburger you just got. Sorry. Yeah. Make sure you leave the fin on the table.
0: Yeah, and we're checking your weight tomorrow. You better not lose any. Raptors visit the Wizards tonight. Uh, 5 o'clock tip-off. This one's going to be on Sportsnet. Raps 8-2 and in their last 10 games. They've jumped from 12th to 9th in the East, despite being one of the worst offensive teams in that run. So good for the Raptors. PGA, Arnold Palmer Invitational. uh, Final tune-up before the players at Sawgrass next week. Ramfield, action already underway. Uh, Canadians Adam Fenson and Nick Taylor have already gotten onto the field. Taylor Pendrith goes at 10-12. Hughes at 10-34. He'll actually be in a group with Tony Finau and Ches Reavy. Adam Adam Hadwin and Corey Connors round of the Canadians. They're in a group with Tommy Fleetwood. An 11-07 tee-off. The tour also announced changes to the 2024 schedule with eight designated events that sound a lot like live. They're going to have limited fields. They're going to have no cuts. Fields are going to be 70, 78 players. It won't be the majors. It won't be the players. It won't be any of the playoffs, but
2: there's going to be eight elevated events. No cuts, smaller fields. Uh, Even this morning, uh, Victor Hovland with the early lead. uh, Eagles number 10 started on 10, hold out from 97 yards. Oh, not bad. Love that. That uh, little uh,
0: confidence boost heading into the rest of the weekend. LPGA HSBC Women's World Championship Sentosa Golf Club in Singapore, a limited field, so no cut for this one, which is good for Brooke Henderson because she had an awful first round six over. She is the second last golfer in the field. The Wranglers played Coachella Valley and Palm Springs. Top two teams of the Pacific went head-to-head. Brett Sutter scored his 13th goal of the season to open it up in period number two. Matthew Phillips had his 27th as a game winner. Wranglers took a 3-1 to victory. That gives them a three-point cushion on first with 18 games left in the regular season. Although the Firebirds have games in hand, they play once more in early April down in Palm Springs. The Stampeders signed American offensive lineman De'Ante Demery made one start at left tackle for Edmonton in 2021 before he got hurt, spent the rest of the season on the six game injured list. Just another piece to battle for playing time come camp in May, listed at 6'5 and 320 pounds. And finally, had an email about this yesterday as well. Uh, the countdown to Special Olympics Canada Winter Games Calgary 2024 is on. Yesterday, they unveiled their branding, Together We Can. The games go from February 27th through March the 2nd, 2024. Participants who qualified through their provincial and territorial games uh, and our quali- this is a qualifying event for the Special Olympic World Winter Games in 2025 as well. Uh, they're going to need volunteers for this one. Cool. So if you need, if you can help out, calgary2024.specialolympics.ca
2: is the website to hit up.
1: And good night and good luck to you, sir. Uh,
2: and the Rose Report is brought to you by MotorWorks. If you own a BMW, choose MotorWorks for service and repairs. They'll gladly match and then beat any competitor's price by 10% on 51st Avenue, 3rd Street, Southeast. All right. Uh, we did the Rose Report a little earlier. We're just giving you a heads up. We're going to do a crossover with our friends in Toronto, Ailish and Justin. So you're going to hear that coming up in about nine minutes or so. So you're going to hear their voice voices with our voices. So that's going to happen straight ahead. Yes. Hence why we just did the Rose report. Also still taking your text messages, nine sixty nine sixty 960, name and location outside of the Edmonton Oilers. Of course, who's the NHL team you hate the most and why you have a chance to win two tickets. To the fifth annual wing-off in support of Calgary Kids Sport down at Cowboys. That goes down a week tonight. So two tickets. What is the NFL team? Uh, NFL team. NHL team. Outside <laughs> of the Oilers, of course, you hate the most. 960-960 name and location. And the Y. Real quick, too. Um, Please. Saw this on the social media. Uh-huh. Uh, good chance for the Flames tonight to potentially pick up a win. Joseph Wall is getting the start for the Leafs in goal. Really?
0: Yes. Um, now that's not good for the Leafs, is it? Well, Let's he's see. one and one this What's season,
2: that? uh, with a two five seven goals against it and a nine twenty nine save percentage. That's fine. He's been obviously spending the entire season in the American Hockey League. But uh Joe Wall is in net for the Leafs tonight. So that's good news for the Calgary Flames, I think. I would agree. I would a hundred percent I don't know a
0: lot about Joe Wall. Yeah. Um. apart from the fact that every once in a while he comes up and has a cup of coffee with the Leafs when inevitably yep. one of their goalies goes down for six weeks.
2: And, and again, here's another uh, situation for the Flames, much like it was for the Boston Bruins. Played in Edmonton the night before. Yep. Uh, had to deal with McDavid. Uh, the Bruins picked up that win. Flames should have won that game mm-hmm. two nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but Leafs on the back end of a back-to-back, and i will have Joseph Wall in that. Potentially a good opportunity here for Calgary to pick up some points. You would think a hundred percent without a doubt. And
0: the thing about that Bruins game too, and we had talked about it and we had heard it from even Jake DeBrusque after 40 minutes on the broadcast, he was like, yeah, listen, like they, we haven't been played like this all season long.
2: Yeah. They, they were, were tired, caved in.: Sure. But they were also caved in. They, they also gave up 17 more shots than their previous <laughs> season high. When the flames threw 57 pucks at Linus Salma. And I would argue that wasn't their first back-to-back all season long. No, and again, that happens all the time in the NHL. It's just the way it is. Like, four and, five, four and six nights, three and four, back-to-backs, all of these things happen. And honestly, like, they're an Eastern Conference team. Travel in the East, it's not even in the same stratosphere than it is in the West. No. So please... Uh, the Bruins have it way easier travel-wise than the Calgary Flames do, and every single Western team. You should ask the Dallas Stars about travel. Yeah. They fly the most every year. It's not even close. It's not the, even close.
0: They, yeah, because they're essentially an Eastern team that plays in the West.
2: All right, so um, we're we're gonna do the crossover with our friends in Toronto. We're gonna do that straight ahead, and we're asking you nine sixty nine sixty name and location. What is the other NHL team outside of the Oilers, of course, that you hate the most and why? 960-960, name and location. Your chance to win uh, the fifth annual wing-off in support of Calgary Kids Sport. Two tickets to that down at Cowboys a week tonight. All right, that's it for us. Well, not it for us. We're going to do a crossover straight ahead. Yeah, show's <laughs> over. We're, we're shutting it down early. doing a crossover. The- <laughs> right now, it's the big show. Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan.
0: Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at
3: the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. George Russick and Matt Rose from Your Big Show and Sportsnet 960, the fan of Calgary. Guys, good morning. How are you? Hello.
2: Hello, friends. How are you? Good morning.
3: (laughs) It's good to hear your voices. Glad we could finally do this.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Last time, uh, things were working, and then some technical snafu Uh, Threw a giant wrench into the plant. We thought you were just scared. Oh, oh, yeah. So, like, so terrified. (laughs) Shaking in my boots. Yeah, that's what it was. For sure. Uh, But, yeah, hopefully this goes without a hitch. We think it will because as of right now, fingers crossed, things sound pretty good. No one's
1: screaming in our ears, yeah, so I think sound, we're okay. Sound good. <laughs> okay, that's good. So what's what's um, the deal going on there in Calgary? Lack of like, what, what's, 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 what's the deal? What's happening? What's happening? Uh, well, what? Well, what? What? What do you want to know? You want to
2: talk about uh, league low save percentage? Is that what you want to talk? About? I just want to know if trees getting involved at this deadline. Yeah, uh, we we talked about it uh, before we jumped on with you guys. Uh, the Flames now the only team in the regular season who have yet to make one trade. Mm. Not even like two American Hockey Leaguers Mm-mm. for each other. The only team. That has yet to make a deal, which, which is fine because we don't really know if they should make a deal based on how the season has gone down so far for the Flames. But if you just watch the team like shots for and shots against the Flames are top three in the NHL in both categories, they just can't get saves mm. at the right time. And Jacob Marstrom's let in the first shot of the game seven times this season. Which is tied with Sergei Bobrovsky for the most in the NHL. And last time I checked, Bobrovsky not having the best season with the Florida Panthers. But at the same time, if I watched that game last night between the Leafs and the
1: Oilers, like I did, um, saves were an issue last night for Toronto. Boy, are they ever! Yeah, saves a big issue. Uh, he was, yeah, it was Samsonov Pumpkin Night, uh, and he's had he hasn't had many of those pumpkin nights. Like he's been really, mm. really good. But like, despite adding six mm. guys and a feverish trade movement from Kyle Dubas, guys yep. walking off practice ice, people being, you know, <laughs> arm in arm walking out, the Swedes being a little upset. Uh, it's <laughs> the question still remains. Should the Toronto Maple Leafs add a goaltender? I, we should ask you guys. I mean, you've had a little bit of a detached view, but you know what's going on here. Like, how do you grade what Dubas has done? And does it have to continue because Samsonov and Murray can't be trusted? I really like what they've been able to do. I think they've tinkered around the bottom of their lineup, the the bottom of their
0: defensive group. And I think they've gone out and added a whole bunch of things that it's going to be important for them to add as they get closer to the playoffs. Just things that when you look at a matchup against the Tampa Bay lightning, getting some guys that can play a little bit of a rough and tumble type of game. I think that's something that's going to work for the Toronto Maple Leafs. As much as I I don't love to, you know, applaud a whole bunch of moves made out East Ryan O'Reilly. I, Absolutely love what that addition has done for everything down the middle and in their top six. I think that the Leafs have done a pretty solid job here of, you know, bolstering their forces to get ready to battle Tampa Bay.
3: Clearly not enough last night, as you mentioned. Thanks for bringing that up, Lisa. A tough one in Edmonton, but it's been the Connor McDavid show this whole season. And of course, five straight games in a row with multi-goal performances. Historic, really, and we're not in your market, um, thankfully, so we don't have to cover. <laughs> Why, it.
2: thankfully, oh, Ailish, <laughs> Whoa, we were getting along uh, we there; It was were really nice long, for a but bit. You know what you just, Ailish, we have to fire up. do let me at least the, <laughs> I can unleash the hounds of the, of <laughs> the 960 Texas It's actually <laughs> been Brigade. really
3: tame. We're, we're really just enjoying the brotherhood that we have here. But okay. anyway, okay. So McDavid, he's in your market. Are you guys having more shine and more praise for the like the historic season that he's having? Last Are you season? allowed no. to? Are, Are you allowed to, or do you just you hate it? Okay, great.
2: You can't do it. Like obviously see the guys he's freak (laughs) um he's the best player in the world and you just watch him and you're like wow but the, the only the only solace you take of your Flames fan is you look at the rest of the roster, and especially that game against the Bruins was maybe a shining example of, outside of that McDavid and dry side of line, they had nothing against Boston. Like, their bottom six really showed, especially up front, showed that they have a lack of depth, and that's going to be an Achilles heel in the Stanley Cup playoffs. We like the Ekholm deal, unfortunately, for the mm-hmm. Oilers. That looks like a solid move. But they have gigantic question marks <clears throat> In that as well, like you you look at their team, like we, we know what Jack Campbell's about. God bless Jack Campbell and how super nice he is. Can you really trust him in the Stanley Cup playoffs? I don't know. You want to throw Stuart Skinner in net into a playoff series? I'm not too sure about that. It's funny how like the three teams we're talking about right now, like Jacob Marstrom's is the best goalie. And out of the Leafs, uh, the Oilers, and the Flames, Jacob Marstrom is the best goalie out of all of those, and he's having just an awful season. And if I'm a Leaf fan this morning, like that's the one thing I'm super worried about because you're going to play the Lightning in the first round, and there's two things that the Lightning have an, an enormous advantage over the Leafs. Number one is in net, and there's no question about that. Number two is behind the bench, and I like Sheldon Keefe. He's a good guy, but John Cooper's arguably the best coach in the NHL. And again, roster is still flat. You don't have a number one defenseman in Toronto either. You got a lot of depth, which they do in Calgary here, which is great. But you look at every Stanley cup champion in the last 25 years outside of that. Oh, four hurricanes team. Mm-hmm. You need that number one blue liner because Hedman and Sergachev are better than anything. The Leafs have on the blue line. How
1: many times Man. have you guys
2: seen Jonathan quick this year?
1: Um,
2: a few times. Not have good. we seen him? Yeah, I, 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 I watched the game against the Rangers too. So we had. Mm. It, it, is, that, is that something you actually think well, would be a, a we, no we,
1: We're not so <laughs> sure, but we had Kipper on this morning and he was like, he's going to Vegas or Toronto. At least that's his belief. Oh uh, and Ooh. it's like, yeah, you know, Jonathan Quick can have moments and maybe the chip on the shoulder, the angry Jonathan Quick, maybe there's something there. But we, we looked at it as like, that's just like if things are going completely awry. Elias Samsonov doesn't have it. Matt Murray's not available. Maybe you got that guy double retained, but it just, yeah, it, it feels like if the Leafs have anything and they've left themselves the ability to do something here over the next, what, 32 hours or so mm-hmm. that it might have to be a depth goalie. But if you have to go down your depth goalie against Tampa, like, aren't you pooched anyway?
0: I think so a hundred percent like I vehemently am against trading goaltenders in season just because I think that stylistically and trying to move to a new group of players, it's the hardest thing to do, especially because if you get traded to a contender, you're automatically being laid so much more responsibilities on your shoulders by this new fan base, especially if it's the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I just wonder how quick is feeling after everything that went down with LA, like it's not undocumented that he really was unhappy with this surprise deal being sent to Columbus. And, his- and, and, he, and he was on the flight home, which wasn't awkward at Whoa, all. Oh, I'm sure that was fine, but I'm like, to go from that to Columbus, I just wonder about the roller coaster of emotions and what type of Jonathan Quick you're going to be getting. Like, this is a guy who's 37, who, you know, watching the Flames for years, very aware of Jonathan Quick's peak Jonathan Quick years. But at the same time, it really does feel like um, kind of a last ditch effort. Anytime you're trying to go grab a goaltender and someone like Jonathan Quick, who, uh, as much as he's got a pedigree that's probably going to land him in the Hall of Fame, this year has not been very good.
3: All right, let's talk flames. Uh, you guys are middle of the Pacific Division. There's been some drama, to say the least. Least with uh, you know Alan Walsh's tweet about the definition of insanity doing the same mm. thing over and over again. You know, you had Daryl uh, Sutter saying that he didn't know who. Uh, Jacob Peltier was what's the temperature there with the players and the fan base. Like, is it, is it chilled out a bit more or is there just a, a hunger for activity, for emotion? Like w- what's the vibe?
2: You, you know, I, I think a lot of the fan base Ailish uh, they're, they're torn because they see the performance against the Bruins. They outshot them 57 to 20. Mm-hmm. Like the brew, even the Bruins said they, they were completely dominated in that game. And that's the frustrating part here in Calgary is that you see when this team is clicking they're they're built on their depth. They can roll four lines at you continuously and come at you in waves. And we saw that in that game against the Bruins on Tuesday night. And it's just because they, they haven't even had average goaltending this season. And you're like, does this group deserve to go out there and maybe give up some assets to improve this team when all you need is some saves, really? And I think that's what th- they're asking for. Daryl Sutter said it yesterday. It's going to be Markstrom's net. Forget this Dan Vladar winning you're in nonsense. <laughs> He has to be that guy who they're paying all that money to for them to get into the Stanley Cup playoffs. And again, as unlike the East, which seems like a total murderer's row of teams, outside of the avalanche here, and if the Flames can get into the playoffs and avoid the avalanche, who knows how far they can mm-hmm. go because no team really scares you because they're all flawed. If I know the Flames have never won in Las Vegas since the Golden Knights have come into the NHL, but if they play them with their questionable goaltending... Flames have a better than puncher's chance. We'd love to see another battle of Alberta. Who knows oh, yeah. what that would look like. If if you play somebody else in this division or you play uh, the Golden Knights, you got to like Calgary's chances. It's not like you're staring at a first round matchup with the Tampa Bay Lightning. If the flames can get into the playoffs and avoid the avalanche in round one, they got a chance to, to make some noise in this just putrid Western conference.
0: And the one thing I'd say on the fan base temperature, like they, they wanted to see more Dan Vardar. They got to see more Dan Vladar, but it didn't necessarily work out. They wanted to see more Jacob Pelche. They maybe didn't get to see it as early as they wanted, but eventually they got there and Pelche has finally been producing for the fan base, but it's definitely split. Like it. It, this isn't a team that has a lot of UFAs that you could sell for this season, but when you look towards next year and guys that have one year remaining, there's a lot of players that I'm sure other teams are calling about and the flames are going to have some tough decisions to make, but you play like you did against the Bruins and those decisions get that much harder to make trading out good players for younger assets, especially when like George said 47 shots against the Bruins, you just win enough 57, to, shots. 57 shots, 17 more than they had ever allowed this season. You just get in and and you never really know. Jacob Marks looked really good in that last 45 minutes of that game as well. Um, First action that he's seen since the birth of his first child. So that was kind of a cool little wrinkle.
1: So I guess the old adage applies, right? Show me a good goaltender, show you a good coach. Daryl Sutter wins Jack Adams last year. And now, you know, his ability is being questioned this year with, you know, the Alan Walsh stuff and everything else going on. Like, is there a, like, can this, can, can they achieve harmony here? Is this, can they coexist? Is this going to all work? With Daryl Sutter or is that like immediate impact in him being able to, you know, I don't want to call it dead cat bounce, but come in, fix things. But that being only temporary, like, can they get more out of Daryl Sutter here? Are we going from Jack Adams to back to the ranch this yeah. summer?
2: Well, I I, I kind of laugh when people question Daryl Sutter. It's like, who's the alternative? Now that Barry Trotz is going to be the GM of the Predators, you could have sold me on Barry Trotz to maybe be an upgrade on Daryl Sutter. But just look at his resume. You're not going to go out there and hire Joel Quenville. Uh, no, he's toxic. You're definitely not going to go out there and hire Mike Babcock. He's toxic. Who, who's a better alternative? than Daryl Sutter. Yeah, the fan base doesn't like him, but honestly, everything the fans were crying about this entire season, he's done. He's played Peltier higher up in the lineup. He's been a very good addition to that line with Kadri and Huberdeau. Uh, give some more guys time on the fourth line. He has done that with Walker Dewar. He gave Ladar a chance to take over the number one spot in net. He hasn't. It's just when you have save percentage, that's literally 28th in the NHL and the worst since the All-Star break. You just need a couple saves here, and the amount of loser points they've lost in overtime and shootouts are maddening. There's a reason why this team has played 35 one-goal, 36 now one-goal games, 22 one-goal losses. Yeah, you need that extra shot, but you've also had some just back-breaking soft goals that go in on this team. That's This team should be in the playoffs right now. There's no question. You just look at, and again, I keep harping back on shots for, shots against. Every team that's in that kind of spot of the most for and most against are like Stanley Cup champions. This team, and you'll see it tonight against the Leafs, they can come at you in waves. You just got to get some saves, and Markstrom has to wake up and turn back into Markstrom. I got to ask you guys, by the way, it's the big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan, (laughs) along with the fan uh, morning show with Ailish and Justin, Sportsnet 590, the fan. Uh, Joe Wall is playing a net tonight for the Leafs. What should Flames fans expect? It hasn't exactly
1: been, like, there's a lot of hype. Of course, there's a lot of hype. Yeah, AHL All-Star. Goaltender in Toronto, AHL All-Star. Yeah, the people were getting real excited about Joe Wall earlier on this season. He's had a few appearances, played a few games. Hasn't necessarily gone beautifully well for him. I I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't be, like, worried about Joe Wall tonight, per se. Uh, One thing that you should, like, if I was doing a scouting report, he's having trouble, like, covering and smothering pucks. So crashing the net like Nazem Kadri. if you want to get mm. the nose dirty, he might be able mm. to bang one in because Joe Wall, for some reason, can't track the puck when it's immediately in front of him. I think that's one thing he's probably going to have to work on. But it seems like, a, you know, someone that's coming along a little bit, but not necessarily a finished product. But there's a little hype this year, more so than before, I guess, with Joe Wall. What's the hype on losing Rasmus Sandin? Like, how's the fan base taking that?
3: Split. You know, I think that he's a guy that was highly touted and maybe didn't come out to the expectations that he had, but still young enough that I think there's some people that had a lot of hope. And I think he just was already getting pushed out of the lineup at this point, right? He, we were circling him over the last week about maybe being a press box guy, being a seventh D when the playoffs did start. And now you've added a, a, quite a few names back there that we're still trying to figure out actually the fit for some of these guys. We're going to see some new faces in the next couple of days, at least maybe even tonight. So I would say a little bit split, honestly, with, with, What the Rasmus Sandin reaction was, Pierre Engvall was an easy one. I think people were happy to see him go in a sense, but Rasmus Sandin... Had a soft spot, in a f- I think, a few people's hearts here. You,
1: you guys might have more actually information than we do on Eric Gustafson—just mm-hmm. seven games as a Calgary Flame. But we're trying mm-hmm. to figure out where he kind of fits in here because <laughs> right. the the whole Rasmus Sandin thing is okay. You didn't trust him in a sheltered role. If there are anything, you know, any anything that would resemble a sheltered role against either Tampa or Boston, but you couldn't. You, you decided you didn't want to hide him in the lineup anymore. But Eric Gustafson requires hiding Mm -hmm. so we don't know exactly how he's going to fit in yeah he can run a power play and score a lot of points but can you trust him as one of the six defensemen you're dressing when it's five on five against tampa and boston uh i don't necessarily see it so we're trying to figure out where all these pieces fit and i guess with sandin it was simple like you just couldn't trust him but we're wondering can you even trust eric gustafson the guy who's coming in yeah, he, he, was, he was on the Habs
2: blue line during their magical run to the Stanley Cup final, mm-hmm. and he was a guy they threw on the power play to, to give it a little more juice, to give that offensive uh, flair, but he's a liability in his own end. Yeah. You can't trust him to be a guy that you can play against the Tampa Bay Lightning and give regular minutes to. You just can't. You want to throw him on the power play? Sure. You want to throw him out there and, and get like 7 to 10 minutes a night? You can't do it. Uh, you just absolutely can't do it. He's a liability in his own end. He's like a poor man's Eric Carlson. I was going to say like that exact very, same thing. Like, no, but very poor man. Cool. <laughs> like, okay. he, better, he better be like From, broke, <laughs> from yeah. wish. Yeah, he's like the homeless <laughs> Eric Carlson. That's essentially what it is. Because yeah. he's great offensively, but you can't trust him in his own end.
0: Yeah, 100%. Like, frankly, after watching him in a little playoff run here with the Flames, I keep being surprised when he gets a new contract on free agency.
3: Great. We're like, pumped. Good to have them, but hey, so,
0: you go 11 and
1: 7 up front,
0: like like I was telling George I the know, other day. I know.
1: We're talking 11 7 today, now. and then all of a sudden, you're loading up on ice time for Marner and Matthews mm-hmm. and all these stars. I don't hate that. I have long been a big proponent of 11-7, but no one wants to do it. No team it's wants to do 11-7. Like why aren't the Oilers doing Oilers 11-7? Oilers do it. Give, yeah, they do it sometimes, but it seems like that a necessity, but also you have Connor McDavid and five more minutes of Connor McDavid would probably be a good thing. So, I, I feel like it could work for the Leafs, but they just added like a bunch of forwards and are you going to sit Sam Lafferty after just investing a second round pick in him? Probably not. Yeah.
3: Okay, guys, I got one last thing for you here before we go. Right. Uh, we usually do a wake and rake parlay, so a three leg parlay. Justin and I pick one, and then we pick one from. And we should say, apologize listeners. to
1: the listeners who did send in picks today. We can't necessarily do them. the wake and rake today because of the national broadcasting situation we have set up, <laughs> and we can't do that clean <laughs> break, but that's okay. We'll get to all it's of all them tomorrow. But Alish does have a parlay to so introduce.
3: We we're thinking of a slash big show parlay this evening for the big matchup, Leafs and Flames. What do, what do you think about over? In the goal. Sounds like could be a thing with Joe Wall and co and net. Um, a yarn croak goal, a Cadre goal, a geo point. Like we want to get the, the the X's involved mm. in tonight. Mm. Definitely a Cadre goal. Ailish is being a added. revenge specialist. I love so the revenge games. It always these. happens though. Even last night. Like it, yeah. it happens. Uh, a yarn
0: croak does not score at the Saddle Dome often. I'll say that. <laughs> yeah, you know. um, so i maybe could avoid a geo that.
3: Point and a Cadre goal and the over. Is there something I like, you that. like better?
2: I, I I like the over too, especially yeah. if the Leafs get a shot on goal to begin at the beginning of the game. Chances are it might go in. Can you bet That's on that
3: first, can you first, first shot, shot, first, goes shot in? first goal?
2: I don't like I like you can bet like a ten minute first
3: line yeah,
0: usually first period, but first period lines. And but right. these are two
3: of the
2: highest scoring first period teams going to be squaring off against one another today. Maybe first, first period, period over. over.
1: Okay. I like that, too. First period over, game over, maybe a cadre goal because it makes more sense revenge the other way. At least I think Torontonians deal with that more with the X's burning them. So maybe that. Mm. Maybe we just work, uh, you know, we work on those things. Okay, we'll, we'll parlay that we'll, up. We'll, we'll, well, no money line because this is a joint venture. Yeah.
3: So we're both cheering for goals. We can both cheer for a little cadre. You know, we love them. Hope you're taking care of them there. And yeah, we'll put together be. a fan <laughs> big show parlay for you guys.
2: Sounds good. All right. Well, um, thanks I for guess this. we got to
3: go, eh? You got a whole yeah, well, day out of you. you guys got
2: to go. You guys are done. <laughs> we're done. Uh, our clo- our clock's <laughs> a lot looser than your clock <laughs> in Calgary here. Nap time awaits. Yeah, Nap time awaits for you guys. Well, and thanks guys. And again, thanks, thanks for having us on. And uh, we're not really apologizing for the uh, just dozens of texts you guys got from Calgary. I'm Did not you get gonna any re- from st- us? We we got a little bit. Okay. Uh, it, w- it was a tiny bit, but I'm not going to release the hounds. No, I appreciate savage it. And we Sportsnet didn't We didn't either. Okay. We're all for love this time around. Okay. All right,
3: guys.
2: Thanks, pals. Enjoy. Goldie
3: Skull. Thanks.